Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation and enjoy the next hour with us, Heart Health Radio, Saturdays at noon. And we're now on three frequencies. That's yeah, wonderful. I'll tell you, what's the frequency, Kenneth? 107.5 <laughs> in Johnston that, County. I do know that from the Dan Rather story from the, yes. from the 80s. 107.5 in Joko, that's great. Uh, FM 98.5 in the uh, central Raleigh area and 680 WPTF all over the state. And at night, yeah. you can hear us in Cuba. We got to get on at night. We were one oh nine nine in Havana. <laughs> right. And Polka one oh three in <laughs> Burger Valley, uh, Washington. Absolutely. Listen, we got some serious stuff, Absolutely. including two perhaps two more tools in the tool shed of COVID treatment. Yeah, very exciting. Um and you know, the thing I'd like to make sure everybody knows with all the America bashing going on, we are a tremendous country. And you have all these individual people who have an incentive, yeah. and that is a monetary incentive because they could become rich, and that's mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. of trying to develop ways that we can fight off this pandemic, which is just, I mean, it's like a dog that won't let go of your, right. of your pant leg, right. and we've got to do something more. We're also going to talk about Dr. Anthony Fauci, who now says, trust the medical experts. Trust them. And I, and I, and I have... My blood pressure goes up when that happens anyway. Um, Rose Hoban of North Carolina Health News. I can't wait for Rose. Rose is, is a, Rose is great. She improves the show like 40, yeah, I mean, 50%. You know, pretty soon we're going to start calling it the Rose Hoban Show. Well, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. We came here to chew gum and to do quality medical radio, and we're all out of gum. So let's go. Let's go ahead. We're also going to talk about pool testing. Yeah, and what is I, and that? We're not talking about the swimming pool because I used to test my pool yes. every other week. Oh, good. But this is a very, very good way that we are going to be able to test tremendous numbers of people, mm-hmm. and then focusing on the ones who are sick and right. need to be contact traced and put away. Okay. I don't mean put away. I mean you know um, isolated. Pool testing involves what? Do you okay, want to talk so about it now? Here's the concept. It's brilliant. Suppose you want to test a thousand people, but you only have a hundred tests. Yes. You can do it. How? So what you do is you swab up the schnoz, which I do now every day, um, and you get that material and yes. you put it in a test tube. Then what you do is the the stuff off of the sh- the um, the tester. Uh, why can't I think of the name? I, I don't the think thing we you care. put up the nose. Anyway, yeah. Um, the swab. The very long Q-tip. Yes, the Q-tip. The swab goes into salt water. Yeah. And the virus particles diffuse out in the salt water. And what yeah. we're testing for is the genetic material. So this is called a PCR test. Okay. If you're going to get an antigen test, don't get it. it. The PCR is really sensitive. Remember, you're going to have. False positives, false negatives. The PCR test has the fewest. It's about 99% accurate, maybe 90% accurate. So they take little goops of the saline from those 10 people and combine them. And then they test that combined pool. Suppose it's negative. All right, those 10 people are 
safe. Then you go on to the next group of 10. Now, remember, you are memorizing or writing down which ones went into the pool. So you do 30 pools, and they're all negative. Pool 31 is positive. So then you go back, and you look up who went into that pool. Yeah. And you test each one individually until you find the snake in the grass. And it doesn't have to be 10 people from the same family or the same class. Random. It's just that there will be no positive test result if all ten are negative. If all ten are negative, but nobody. If one has out it, of a ten is negative. Then you test everybody. Then you test the ten in that pool. Okay. Instead of testing a thousand tests, yeah, you're testing fifteen. And this is good. Or twenty. You suggest this for whom? What organization? This is what I think. Okay, Princeton, my college. I love it. Yeah. They're delaying opening now. They could open. Yeah. They could buy five thousand. I mean, not 5,000 tests. They could buy 1,000 tests. They could buy 500 tests. Sure. And then everybody who walks through Fitz Randolph Gate, which is the beautiful gate that goes off of Nassau Street into the beautiful quad yeah. in front of Nassau Hall, and you just jam the swab up the nose. Yes. Put it in the thing. Mark it. Go on in. Or wait about I get these test results back the next day. Okay. Good for you. Yes. Next day. All right, so then you pool them, you put 20 or so into one pool, negative, those guys are good, and gals, negative, those guys are good, negative, and then you have one that's positive. Then you go back and test those individuals, you find out who it is, and you don't let them across the gate, and you say 14-day quarantine, and then you trace all the ones he's been in contact with for the last week, and you test them. Mm -hmm. So it's a tremendous way to open up. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be accepted finally. They're doing it in certain places. Yes. And I think it's a great idea to get – because the testing's going to help us. It's not 100% foolproof. Right. But if you can test and say 99% of our students are negative, we're going to practice social distancing. We're going to pool test again at a month. Sure. We can keep this under control in the student – classroom situations, which are critical. I mean, everybody's saying, oh, we can't go to school, can't go to school. What would you have done if you lost a year of school when you were 14 years old? I mean, you're gonna, it puts you back. These are the key learning situations. Yes. Now, my daughter did great with remote learning, um, but she goes to a very hoity-toity private school mm-hmm. where all those kids can afford a computer that and can afford high-speed internet yeah. and have Zoom and are dedicated to their classwork. But if you've got kids who aren't as advantaged as my kids, and yeah. they're just as important as my kids, um, you need to have in-school learning. There's just no doubt about it. I heard and my it, daughter needs in-school learning. So I heard yeah. in one case there was a district that said, you know, it's the end of the school year now. Summer vacation started. So they went back to the teachers and the IT people said, who signed on? It was about 50% of the students who ever signed on. Yeah. And most people, after the announcement that everybody's going to pass, right. quit doing it. They quit working. And, and here's an example. I have a friend who is uh, one of the um, – uh, Online police, I'm going to call it that. She was in charge of tracing down these families that weren't doing their online stuff in the Joko school system. Yeah. And she called, and this woman said, look, okay, I'm a single mom. Yeah. I've got four kids. Yeah. 
I got to go to work at six o'clock. I don't come home until seven o'clock. And how am I going to, I got to, I got to feed them. I got to wash all. How am I going to do two hours of online learning with my kids at any point during the day? So we've got to be understanding that we can do this. And it calls for masks, uh, six foot social distancing, and I think pool testing. And I think the school systems can do it. They adopt it. And do pool testing on the teachers and do pool testing on the students and and just be real careful. And it's essential that these kids learn. I mean, what are we going to be as a country if we lose, you know, a year of schooling in these critical situations? Anyway, right. Right. that's just my opinion. And they're, and they're not going to catch up. Honestly, right. I can tell you right now they're not going to catch up. Yeah. Heparin, what is it? Okay, here's another great thing. Now, we talked on the show about how people with COVID-19 clot, and they get clots in their lungs and their hearts, and everybody knew after a while that it was a spike protein, okay? That is, imagine the coronavirus that's covered with, with fatty and protein things. These spikes are sticking out of it. That's why if you the do broccoli it, it looks thing. like a crown. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a broccoli, yeah. <clears throat> well, they realized it was a spike protein that it, that was all the damage causing. It binds to your schnoz, and it also induces clotting. Well, these really great Americans and the great scientists everywhere, they tested heparin. Now, what is heparin? Heparin is the number one drug we have to prevent clots. So if you've got a clot in your leg because you've been sitting on an airplane, you go to the hospital, they'll give you an IV, and they'll infuse heparin. Now, heparin binds to a protein called antithrombin-3, if you want to know, it prevents clots from forming. Uh-huh. They found out it binds to the spike protein. And they found out that that prevents clots. And they also found out that it prevents the spike protein from binding to your schnoz. Now, I'm sorry. I use the word schnoz. That oh, means your I think we know where the schnoz is. pharynx. Yeah. So there may be a treatment. I don't know. Uh, I don't want you to go buy some heparin and start squirting it up your nose. Because it could <laughs> be absorbed and cause you to bleed. But the answer to all, I mean, the, the point of all this yeah. is that we are really inventive. We are learning new things. And I think that just keep it combined. We're going to beat this. And we have to know that this is such a strange phenomenon. Nobody's ever seen a virus where the majority of people were asymptomatic and heavy duty carriers. And a small number of people who have certain pre-existing conditions can die from this. I mean, right. think about it. It's all or none, although there are some in between. But we need these very smart, inventive people, and we're, we're getting them. All right. X-ray radiation. Is now, that remember, a possibility? Remember, everybody um, was mad at President <laughs> Trump for saying maybe we can use light in the body. And everybody's snickering and everybody's saying he's an idiot. He, he was – I'm not sure he understood this. <laughs> no, he didn't. But it didn't. turns out he's smarter than the average bear, boo-boo. <laughs> Radiation. Okay. Many of you know um, or have experienced uh, lung cancer, breast cancer. Yeah. The cells grow quickly, and so they're dividing their DNA to cause more cells. DNA is very sensitive to radiation. Now, what is radiation? It's light. But it's very, very powerful light. You can't see it. It's just like dogs can hear whistling at higher frequencies than we can. Right. It's a higher frequency light. Right. So 
they said the immune cells in your lungs also divide quickly. Maybe we can kill off those hyperactive immune cells with radiation therapy. And it looks like it's working. So what do you get? You get a guy on the ventilator or a gal on the ventilator who can't come off. There's just cytokine storms, which you've all heard about, all these immune communicators. And the immune system is jazzed up. You put them under an X-ray beam. You kill off those immune cells, and their lungs get better. They've tested this. It works. Now, of course, Fauci's going to demand a 10,000-patient double-blind randomized trial where you give other people um, uh, a suntan and other yeah. people radiation and see which comes out first. And, and if I got COVID-19 and yes. I were on a ventilator, yes. I would want – okay, close your ears now. Hydroxychloroquine. I'd want remdesivir. <laughs> I would want uh, the monoclonal antibodies against yes. um, uh, the virus and I'd want my lungs irradiated. Okay. Okay. All and right. I'm going to have tattoo artists put all those things on my chest. That's a great idea. Because once I'm intubated, I'm not going to be able to tell them. It's going to look funny for your next girlfriend, but I'm just hey. yeah, I'm just anticipating the problems that are coming up. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Call us if you have a question about your health, somebody else's health, or anything you hear on the program. 919-860 9783 get better stay healthy and spot medical misinformation on the heart health radio network hire that guy in the last commercial he's, uh, he's i good. tried yeah i tried 919-860-9783 is our number call this is dr franklin Weefault to talk about another doctor well no. anthony fauci we, we put this in this segment, not because I think he's shameful, but I think that, look, you can criticize anybody. Criticism does not mean hatred, whatever. So right. Trump, who I think should be shamed for not wearing masks, because I believe in masks, um, said that Fauci made a lot of mistakes, and he enumerated them. Of course, everybody jumps to his side and, and says Trump's a meanie for criticizing him, but never address the things that he was wrong about. Mm-hmm. And he, Fauci's, you know, now the self-proclaimed grandpa, trustworthy, great uncle, and you can trust what I say. Well, how do you really trust somebody, okay? You trust them because they tell you unapologetically or apologetically when they were wrong and they were never purposefully wrong, but they were wrong. So. Right. You know, you say X, Y, and Z is true, and then it's proven that that the Y was false. You come back and say, well, I thought X, Y, Z is true, but it's only X and Z. Right. And here's why I was wrong. He doesn't like to do that. Okay. okay. So um, number uno, okay, the China ban in January. He was against that. Didn't think it was necessary. Yeah. Now. He could say, now I was wrong. Uh, we should have banned earlier, which is now <laughs> what the left wing is saying. Okay, February 29th. You can look it up. You can, you can YouTube it or Google it. He got on CNN, which is, I think, probably his favorite network because they're very fawning to him. Yeah. They don't challenge him. But he got on CNN and said, the virus is not going to get us badly. We don't need to change the things we're doing. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all. Well, t- it was two weeks later that it was a catastrophe and millions were going to die. Yeah. What he should have said was, I was wrong. I'm sorry that I was wrong. Uh, it's because we didn't get from China the asymptomatic transmission data. Now, for some reason, he has never criticized China, 
ever, and I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. He must have some personal ties there, in my opinion, he mm-hmm. may. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then where else he was wrong? And this is, I think, the numero uno thing that he was wrong about, is he got on TV and said, we don't need masks in the general population. Now, if you don't believe me that he said that, just, like I said, Google it, uh, YouTube it, and you can see him say this on TV. Then it turns out, a couple of weeks ago, they said, why were you against masks? Well, I really wasn't against masks. I was right about masks. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to tell people to get masks because I didn't want people to take the masks from the healthcare workers who would die if they took the mask. And he was wearing a cloth mask. His mask now is the Washington Nationals mask. Yeah. So clearly, that's not something yeah. that you're going to wear on the ICU to protect yourself from your COVID patient on the ventilator. And what he could have said was, yeah, I was wrong. Um, I was wrong because I thought that we would take the masks away from healthcare workers. And I didn't quite think about telling everybody to make a cloth mask. Yeah. The masks you wear that are not N95, and N95 is the super-duper mask that prevents the virus from getting into your schnoz. Mm -hmm. The masks that we all wear only work if we all wear a mask. Because the mask protects them from you, not you from them. It's to prevent you from sneezing from your schnoz, this thing called an aerosol, which contains little bits of the particles that are easily gotten into your nose. The mask sort of makes that force field. Sure. So instead of five feet, you sneeze. It's about six inches. Yeah. And so he could have just said that. I was wrong. He could have at any point said, I lied. No. He, before he got to the point of lying to everybody, right. he could have said, listen, don't buy these masks. Please stay inside do something else, but leave these professional right. quality masks for the professionals. for re- because you could have bought them. Yeah, or at made Home them. Depot. I mean, let me tell you something. I don't know if you remember on the show. I I had ladies, and I'm going to call them ladies because I respect them. Yeah. Um, they were in their church groups, and instead of a sewing bee, it was a mask bee, and yeah. I had I got 500 masks for free from these people, and they're wonderful. Okay. The point is, the point is, if you want us to trust you, Dr. Fauci, and I trust your scientific explanations of what the virus is and how it works and the new information coming on everything else, if you want to be trustworthy, admit you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that makes a person trustworthy. There's a fellow by the name of George Soros oh, who yeah. is a political activist. He's a billionaire and he well, sends money. Well, this is the money. funny thing. He's capitalistic billionaire who wants socialism. Right. Which means, just like in Russia, there are oligarchs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll keep his money, Yeah, but he'll take it away from everybody else. Okay? So what did they do? They criticized the companies that were right-wing and who got this PPP money. Now, you're going to hear PPP. That's Paycheck Protection Plan. I got 110000 in Paycheck PPP. In order to keep my staff going when my business fell 50%. But you took it and you paid it right out to the people who That's exactly were working right. for you. That's exactly right. So the lefty, now, there were almost a trillion dollars in this now, okay? And 900 billion, 950 billion went to the right people with the average loan size of $110,000. Yeah. There were a few crooks and there were Republican crooks. And they took the money when they didn't need it. 
Now, a lot of them got slapped down. But there are Democratic crooks, too. And Soros was one of the biggest ones because his groups, who clearly didn't need the money, all he had to do was dip into his change purse and give these companies of his a couple million. Yeah. They took the PPP money. I want you all to know that it wasn't just Republican crooks who took the money when they didn't need to. It was the Democratic crooks. Now, for those of you out there who think that there's no money left, there is. And you can still get it. If you're a small mom-and-pop shop, which is what the PPP was made for, right. call a bank, any bank, yeah, because the banks went to town on the fees. Yeah, I mean, BB&T, I have a friend at the dog park. Yeah. She's been working 24-7, and they get the fees. Okay. okay. They're making money hand over fist. All right. Coming up, we've got Rose Hoban from North Carolina org on the show to talk to us about people who've lost their insurance. Now back to heart health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. That telephone number is 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio. Dr. Weefald here along with Rose Hoban. Rose, how are you? Welcome. Good. How are you, Dave? How are you, Dr. Weefall? I'm great. Good to hear from you again. How's life? She's busy. Yeah. What I hear from... Oh, last week I was in New York. I I visited my 92-year-old mom. No, no, no. Do you have the 14-day quarantine if you go to New York, right? Well, I 14-day quarantined because I was visiting my 92-year-old mom. Oh, so you were just in the house. Did they come after you and make sure you went in the house and didn't come out? (laughs) No, no. no I, How are they enforcing that? There, I, I don't really think there much, there is much enforcement. Although we did stay with uh, my best friend for a couple of days, who insisted that we wear masks in the house because she's known me for twenty five years, uh-huh. and she was like, "I'm not going to be the one to kill your mom." So, yes. um, and they okay. suggested that we park with our car backed in so that no one could see our license plate. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. Well, Rose, good job on a story that I'm interested in on the uh, website, NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. Pandemic-related job losses, canceling health insurance for about 200,000? It's a big deal. As much as, as, much as 200,000 people. Because as I as explained to folks, the, 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 the data on uninsurance lags, right? Because it takes a long time to collect it. The U.S. Census collects it. The state collects it. So we really won't know the total number until about next year. However, um, the Commonwealth Fund did a survey, and they found that, like, anywhere between 20 and 40 percent of people who lost their jobs also lost their employment-sponsored insurance. Yeah. And so you sort of take that number and multiply it by the number of job losses we had here in North Carolina, and you get a range of anywhere between 100 and 200,000 folks who lost employment-sponsored insurance because they lost their jobs. And COBRA and, doesn't know, mean that, anything. That, I'm sorry? COBRA doesn't mean anything if you can't afford it. Well, right. I mean, COBRA is $1,000 yes. a month for an individual policy. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So some of those folks were able to get on the Affordable Care Act marketplace because you have like you have a you have a life change right and so they can get on the ACA marketplace and get a plan so some people got a plan uh the feds have put out data on how many people nationwide did that 
but they haven't broken it down by state, so we have no idea how many people in North Carolina did did that. Um, you've got some folks who their employers said, yeah, I'm laying you off, but you can just keep paying me because some folks, you know, worked that out with their employers. Yeah, but you better. But folks- listen, Rose, that's it. That's illegal. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I've had employees who left the group. And according to my Blue Cross Blue Shield plan, I had to cancel them right away or or enroll in COBRA. So mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. if you're an employer out there and you're going to pay for their or have the employee pay you to cover their health insurance, you're breaking the law. You're breaking your contract with Blue Cross. So be mm-hmm. very careful about doing that. And it, oh, okay. it's, it's I, really, I, really bad. Does that also apply if you've been furloughed rather than laid off? Yes. No, I'm sorry, furloughed. No. If you furlough somebody, they are still considered an employee, so you can pay their insurance. But listen, Rose, one of the things I want to tell you about there is that the affordable care plan for some people is not affordable. I mean, if you're, uh, let's say, a waitress and you've got an income, sometimes those premiums in the Affordable Care Act are up to $200 a month. So what I'm wondering is if you're a waitress who has an affordable care program, uh, health insurance plan, and you lose your job, how quickly can you let them know you're no longer employed so you know you don't lose your premium? And <clears throat> Obamacare is pretty strict. You don't pay that premium, you're dead. You lose your insurance. So I, I interviewed someone early on uh, in, in like May and did a story about uh, this issue in May. This guy, like you say, he worked in a restaurant and he... His employer did not pay for his insurance, so he had an ACA plan, mm-hmm. which was like three hundred fifty bucks a month. That's a lot, he went, right? Well, he but he went back to the the marketplace, and because he had a change in status, he was able to get a subsidy to cover a big chunk of his plan because right. his his uh, uh, income dropped. Yeah, I didn't know you can and, switch plans. I thought there was like an enrollment period, and you couldn't get another plan. Until that well, you get a period. special enrollment period whenever you have a change in staff. Aha. See, you, this is right? why it's like so you great. You job, you have a baby, you get yeah. married, you, you can always, like Roll any other insurance policy. That's why it's so great having you, this stuff I don't know. Hey, listen, let me ask you a question. Um, I had a patient just the other day, went to the hospital, and he was clearly going to be COVID positive. He was a, uh, a Hispanic, had been to flea markets, et cetera, et cetera. And I had the doc call me. And saying they didn't want to test him. They didn't want to, quote, unquote, waste a test on him had I tested him. And then the guy had pneumonia, and he was test positive, of course, and they sent him home. Now, it, really? it, you know, they sent him home on home oxygen. I mean, I can't believe they did that. Now, there's an article in the News and Observer about this, and, and I think it's terrible. And he does – he has – you know, the funny thing about this guy is he has health insurance. So – I never used to believe that there was all this prejudice, but I'm starting to believe it. Now, what do you think? I mean, have you, what's your experience well, in, in this kind of thing? Well, we did hear the secretary, Secretary Cohen, talk about just this issue, and she's been working with a group of physicians, uh, including a woman named uh, Dr. Martinez Bianchi, who's at Duke, and she talked about that uh, they got asked a question. It was someone from Univision in, in Charlotte, and he said that they've been hearing about this. I know that this has been a big concern for the group of Latino doctors who are doing outreach around COVID. So it sounds like um, 
it sounds like there's there's a big issue. Now, I, I will say I have not talked to anybody personally. We have done stories. Um, in particular, the community health centers see a lot of Latino patients. And they tell me, folks from the CHCs tell me that they get patients who've gone elsewhere and, you know, they've, they've been told, well, you don't have insurance or whatever, and then they end up coming to the community health centers. Um, you know, and, and as you know, EMTALA, if you show up at a, an emergency department, EMTALA requires hospitals to treat Right, to, to but it doesn't require them to admit. And if they, this is the problem. And if they decide not to admit them, they don't have to admit them. They have to treat them in the ER, stabilize them, and they can let them go. Well, listen, Rose, it's been great. We'll see you next week. Thank you. And your uh, insights. I enjoy talking to you. Your insights are invaluable. Thank you. And I want people to go to NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. And don't just Google it and assume the first click is going to be NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. Yeah, make sure where you're going. Yeah. There is a story about ch- child care centers and COVID outbreaks in Mecklenburg County that deserves a read. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, folks. We'll see you next week. Adios. I appreciate it. Uh, this is Heart Health Radio. Dr. Franklin Weefald is here to take your phone calls, 919 there is a fellow by the name of Daniel Horowitz who compares the flu to COVID and says, you know, if we're being honest, yeah. at this point in the epidemic pandemic, right. we, if we are going to close schools, we might as well have done it last year during the flu season. Where a bunch of kids died. Is it essentially the same at this point? It, I, it, I For think kids? It, it, it's, it's an example of where we have to deal with the pandemic like we deal with the flu. And even there's controversy. I think the pandemic of COVID is more dangerous than the flu, maybe right. slightly, but the flu is dangerous. I mean, if you listen to us last fall and last winter, where the flu is a big topic for yeah. us. We've got to have public health measures that allow us to go on with our lives. And ex- there's something called an acceptable risk. Right. And listen – Death is not the only thing that we have to deal with. There's despair. Yeah. There is losing your health insurance. Mm-hmm. There is not being able to feed your family. And, I mean, you got to look at the percentage of the population that's infected ver- in either way. Okay. And there has to be public health measures where we can at least go on with most of our lives. We're going to talk to John in Durham in just a moment. Also, the shout-outs, which include RBG. Nice nickname for a for a uh, um, a great American, a great American who is on the Supreme Court and and suffering. We think right now through some uh, very tough stuff. Also, one of Doctor Weefall's patients. That's coming up, and your phone call if you press these buttons nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Listen to Heart Health Radio on Apple Podcasts and wptf dot com. You know you make me wanna kick my heels up and Sometimes people are just so impressive we got to make a big deal of it. Dr. Weefall, tell me about somebody. Yeah, Tanya Woodell, if you're listening, Tanya, we love you. She has a very peculiar condition where the 
IV contrast dye that we use to do heart caths and stents. Mm-hmm. It's to show up on the x-ray. She's deathly allergic to it. Oh, my. So the third time she got a stent, I mean, she basically died. I had to resuscitate her. So now she's had more blockages and a few more heart attacks. She has a genetic predisposition. She's taking her meds. She's doing everything she can. Yeah. She's recovering now from gangrene in her leg. And she's a sweet lady. And so I just want to shout you out. Keep up yeah. the good work. Keep trying. And God bless you. Great. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, everybody knows because I'm getting uh, criticism on Apple Podcasts for liberal bashing. Let me tell you something. I think the problem in this country is we don't recognize the greatness of those people who have different philosophies than we do. I have always considered Ruth Bader Ginsburg an American icon. She is a wonderful person. She has demonstrated that even though she was discriminated against as a woman, she couldn't get a job in a law firm. She didn't care. She kept busting down the doors, and she became all the way up to Supreme Court justice. Now, I disagree with a lot of her opinions. I agree with a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But you know who her best friend in the court was? No. Antonin Scalia. She was able to say people have greatness in and of themselves, and their political beliefs don't necessarily X them out. She's got cancer again. She's had three cancers. We should pray for her. We should love her her as a person, even if we disagree with her political views. John in Durham, you are on Heart Health Radio. How you doing, John? Doing great. How about y'all? Thank you for waiting. What's up? Uh, I just have a uh, a statement for Dr. Weefall and get, want to get his opinion on it. Sure. Yeah. Um, back before, I was going to call you July the 4th, but uh, y'all weren't on the air, but before the week before the 4th, yes. I had two undocumented friends uh, had contact with uh, COVID, and right. uh, the neither CVS nor Walgreens would test them, and they told me that uh, that their people were afraid to be tested. And then the week or so after that, I saw this great burst in COVID patients from the Hispanic community. And I just wondered if Doctor Weefall knew of this and. Uh, what his opinion was of it. Now, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, John. Yeah, appreciate you. So they weren't testing undocumented people. What they they told them we couldn't or didn't or won't. They went into the yeah. two name brand yeah. um, uh, drug companies, right. you know. Well, that's a real mistake. Um, no matter what your opinion is about immigration policy in this country, they're here. And I tell you, I mean, you know, my political beliefs, they're here. I must treat 200 undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. I treat them the same as I treat anybody else. Good for you. They're people. They're here. They deserve, while they're here, to be treated with loving understanding of their situation. They deserve to be tested, to know I mean, my gosh, you don't want their families to get infected. They have little children that could be asymptomatic carriers and bring it to the grandmas and grandpas. Right. right. So we need to put down our political uh, bludgeons when it comes to health. Right. You know? And I'm going to tell you right now as a teacher, I put it down in regards to students. There's absolutely – you know something? Johnny shows up. He's got to be taught. 
That's Absolutely. what you. That's the rule. Absolutely. All right, Kathy and Carthage, how you doing? Uh, good afternoon. Hey. Good afternoon. What can we do for you? Uh, my mother is 85, and a year ago had a pacemaker uh, put in, and since then has had some pain in her lower abdominal area, which we found to be a hernia. Mm-hmm. Are there any precautions on the procedures for that if, if we decide and the doctors decide to do surgery before it would be an emergency-type surgery? Yeah. Any pers- She's got a hernia. Yeah. But a pacemaker? You're, and a pacemaker. Yeah. Are you asking, is there something that they could have done before she developed the hernia? Uh, no, I'm just asking, are there anything that we need to be aware of? Oh, okay. And, and, and exactly, are there different types of procedures in repairing that that are, are less complicated? Right. So the question is, is a good one, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, my hearing's real bad, so I'm going to just, this is what I got out of the question, okay. is that do you have to do something different because you have a pacemaker? Is that the idea? Yes. Yeah, okay. that would be maybe less invasive in yeah. the yeah. body. So, so that's a great question. I put in probably 4,000 pacemakers in the beginning um, <clears throat> when they were cruder and didn't have the the protective capabilities to stand up to surgery. Yeah, it was tough. You had to put a magnet on them. You had to make sure they wouldn't get inhibited by the bovie. So what a bovie is is this electrical thing that they seal the bleeding with. And it could create a uh, false electrical signal. The pacemaker would inhibit itself. Yeah. And so it wouldn't pace. So you had to worry about it. You don't need to worry about that anymore. Okay, the pacemakers are so good now, they can distinguish between um, the bovie and between a regular heartbeat. So, any type of surgery is fine. I mean, they can do the belly button one, which is, I, you know, here's another thing I did. I had three hernias repaired at one time by Dr. On, on you? On me. On you, okay. And so they went, in, I had a belly button hernia too. <laughs> so they went my belly button and they put the mesh in and pulled yeah. the hit, uh, the hernias out of my groin and then they fixed the one in there. I was back to work in three days. So don't worry about the pacemaker. It's a good question. Um, 20 years ago, well, 30 years ago, you wanted to watch out for microwaves. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no longer the case. The pacemakers no. have have evolved where they're not dangerous to do in any type of surgery now. And, in, and you know, I pr- probably, you know, your mother, if it's recent, had an MRI-safe pacemaker. Yeah. Guess what? You can have an MRI with any kind of pacemaker. And we'll, we've talked about that. But they're so good nowadays that you don't need to be concerned when they have to have surgery. Okay. Kathy, thank you. Thank you. Did I answer your question well? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Take care, Kathy. 919-860-9783. About the only thing you can do to quiet us down or to shut us up for a moment or two is to call that number and we'll, you know, ask Dr. Weefall to answer the question. There's a, a website book called Babylon B. I get my laughter from there every week. I go there. You know, the Babylon B. It's a, it's a fake news site, but it's great enough that Snopes has actually fact-checked some of their things because when they print something, it just looks like it's real. Headline Babylon B. Walmart now requires all shoppers to wear pants. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? Well, have you seen? Have you seen? Yes, I have. Yes, the the the, the customers of Walmart. They're it's a classic thing. If you haven't, Google that. You wouldn't believe what people wear at Walmart. I know it's crazy. Right. One thing I want to talk about is if you if you're listening and you've had COVID, and yep. there are probably some people now who have had COVID either really seriously or mildly. Um, we talked about how it can clot and it can cause clotting and it can be insidious mm-hmm. clotting. And now they've done a study where they've done ultrasounds, and that's where you use high-frequency um, sound waves, and you can bounce them off your heart and create a living picture. And they found that 80% have had some type of damage to their heart. And it could be a mild transient damage. It could be you know, something serious. And there are things called silent heart attacks, and they're seeing those. Heart attacks are caused by clots. Can we tell when the heart attack occurred? Not necessarily so, unless you had a previous ultrasound. So what I'm trying to say is that they talk about the COVID patients still being short of breath three months later. Yeah. That may not be the lung damage. So my recommendation, and um, you might want to take this under advisement, is if you've had COVID, go see a doctor. Go see a heart doctor um, because it may be a – premonition um, of something that could be very bad for you in the future. And so it's really important to know there are people now whose hearts have gotten really weak. So they turn into this big flabby ball that doesn't pump well. And that's probably the heart, not the people. Right. Right. And it's, it's, oh, I, you know, I'm a big flabby blob. But anyway, the, um, it could be because there was diffuse clotting throughout your heart muscle. Yes. So, when you hear that all these people are still sick after COVID, it may be because their heart was affected. And so if you've had COVID, go see your family doctor, go see your internal medicine physician and talk about your symptoms because, you know, an EKG may show something. It could be very abnormal uh, or it could be slightly abnormal. And an ultrasound, an echocardiogram could tell a lot about why you're short of breath. Bubonic plague. It's has, coming. Has been identified uh, in a squirrel, uh, I think, uh, in Colorado. Well, guess what? It's also a boy now. Uh, there's a, a boy? A 15-year-old boy got plague. But? It, don't worry about it, please. Really? Yeah. Okay, bubonic plague is Yersinia pestis. That is a bacteria. And back in the biblical days, uh, when you got a plague, you died. Yeah. Okay, the reason is there are no antibiotics. And the plague oh. is a horrible way to die. Wait a minute. We got antibiotics. Right. So doxycycline, ciprofloxacin. Been on it. It's good. Right. It'll kill the bacteria. Now, you have to get there quick. So if you get bit by a squirrel in Colorado, go see your doctor. Most of the bubonic plague came from fleas. Right. The fleas get it from the rats. The rats give it to the fleas. The fleas get on us, and they give it to us. Yeah. But, you know, if you see this, please, you got enough to worry about. You got the flu coming from China. You got the COVID 19. You got, you know, losing your mind because you listen to Dave and Frank. Yeah. Don't worry about the bubonic plague. Please just don't worry about it. But I'm, I'm now labeling everything 2020. In fact, we're going to get the, um, uh, Old Lang Syne as your theme music for yeah. stuff that comes up in common literature in, yeah. in the, uh, on the news. That says, yeah, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're not all going to die. Unless you vote for Joe Biden. Shh. 
See, I there you be, go again. I can still be political. There you go again. Tune in next week. Next Saturday at noon, you'll hear a completely different show with completely different people. No, no, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.